Today's sponsor is Audible.com, the leading provider of downloadable audiobooks with over 100,000 titles and virtually every genre of book. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Listen to audiobooks anytime, anywhere, on anything. Audible is offering It's That Episode listeners a free audiobook along with a 30-day trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it, we talk about it, and we talk about a bunch of other crap. Uh, Today we're doing something a little bit different. This is a redux episode. What is a redux? I'm going back in time and dragging an old episode back from the past and putting it today. Why? Because last week I did an episode with Jake and Amir of College Humor, and we watched an episode of Saved by the Bell where there was an oil spill at Bayside High. In the episode, I believe I mentioned that I had watched Saved by the Bell in an old episode of It's That Episode, the podcast, where I watched it with Jeff Rubin, who's also from College Humor. So I thought... Back in the day, Saved by the Bell played millions and millions of times over and over, uh, and it ingrained in our brain. So I thought, why not take a a page from their book and put another Saved by the Bell episode after a Saved by the Bell episode? So I'm bringing you uh, an episode from April 2nd. 2012. Remember those days? It was about a year and four months ago. Take your mind back. Start taking your mind back because we're taking a little bit of a time trip. So close your eyes and think back to what it was like on April 2nd, 2012. Let me take you back. Here are some historical notes about the day April 2nd. 2012. In armed conflict, the Colombian leftist group FARC released its last remaining police and military captives. You're back. You probably didn't know about that then, and you probably still don't know about that now. Aren't you back now on April 2nd, 2012? In politics, Pal Schmidt resigns as president of Hungary after his doctorate is revoked in a plagiarism scandal. That's pretty crazy. Somebody plagiarized. Students, if you're listening, do not plagiarize. Write original stuff or you'll end up like Pal Schmidt over here, who a year and four months ago resigned as the president of Hungary. Let me bring you back again to April 2nd, 2012. In science, the data from the 1940 United States Census was released, including information on 132 million people. That was a big day in census news. So if you're a census fan... You remember where you were April 2nd, 2012. In sports, the Kentucky Wildcats won the 2012 NCAA Men's Division I Basketball Tournament, defeating the Kansas Jayhawks 67-59. Wow, that's a close eight-point game right there at the end between one team and the other team, Kentucky and Kansas. Wow, those have both have K names. That must have been an intense game. So now you're a little bit further back into April 2nd, 2012, and uh, we'll, we'll start the Jeff Rubin episode of It's That Episode, where we watch the graduation episode of Saved by the Bell. And you'll note that if you listened last week, there are a couple, what do you call them, themes that uh, reprise themselves or reprise themselves if you're from a different state that pronounces that differently. Uh, I mentioned in both episodes that I got goosebumps. Uh, 
We talked about uh, Saved by the Smell, uh, which <laughs> I don't know if that's the real name of the Dustin Diamond porn, but it's mentioned in both because how can you not mention that? It's notable in some way or another, even though, even if it's somewhat depressing. And, uh, and I believe there's probably some more stuff that you'll find connections to. So I bring you back again to April 2nd, 2012 with Jeff Rubin from College Humor and from the podcast, The Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show. Please enjoy. Put on your time caps. We're going back in time. Uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us what we're going to be watching today? I have selected the Saved by the Bell where they graduate, which is more or less the series finale of Saved by the Bell. And, and which I'm, first of all, very excited to watch. And, and I think the reason that you're saying it's not quite the finale, I think it There's is an in, in the traditional sense it is. It's the last... Regular aired episode of Saved by the Bell. It's called The Graduation. It's in season five. And the reason that you're saying it's not the finale is because after it, they did have the wedding episode. They also, I mean, first of all, they did, they went to college. They and went I to think co- actually, sure, sure, but that that's a different show title. That's right, called right. Saved by the Bell. Uh, the college years. It's not quite the end of the timeline for our friends Zach and Screech and Slater. But uh, it was the end of, you know, those guys being at Bayside, except Screech, who came back. And there's also the new class and the old yeah, cast. So no matter what you say, there are going to be a million asterisks. <laughs> I think it's still on in other countries, probably under different titles. I say think we're the Spanish reboot. years. We're like waiting for the ironic Saved by the Bell reboot, like a movie. Like there the, has to, be some, there has to be some reboot. And so, I mean, and the thing is, I will watch it even though, like, probably I'm assuming looking back on this, I won't enjoy it at all. Definitely in the not. way that I did the when I I mean okay so here's a question when it was on how much did you watch the show well it's kind of the thing about I was thinking about how I used to watch TV versus how I watch it now which is a little bit how I was a kid and a little bit just because the technology's changed but like when was Saved by the Bell on like it was just always as far as I can remember it was just like always on and it was just, there was just like a mess of episodes like you didn't just watch it Thursday nights you were pretty much just always watching it well I I'm, think it was I think it was or it started as like a Saturday like morning show well, the, but it was on every day after school and I remember in high school I had a cable TV in my room which was a huge in. and so when I was getting dressed for school I'd put on TBS and it was on at like 7am and I'd watch two I'd, and it was not even I wouldn't even watch it how I watch TV now I would literally just be like in Ingraining the lines more and more totally. into my brain because I had seen every episode at that point probably three times. And it's not like you could watch episode one, episode two. Like you just watch whatever episode was oh, on. Yeah, and Tori's like, in this one now. She was in the last one. Now it's the now it's the junior high school years with Miss Bliss. Like they would just be. It would there would be no at all uh, chronology. It and would just I be must all have seen place. some episodes like ten times. I wouldn't even know. And uh, I would never, I almost never rewatch TV shows now. And it's crazy to me to imagine that I would just sit there watching, like, you know, the same episode of this show this many oh, times. Oh, totally. Let me ask you this before we get into the episode. Are there any lines from the show that are ingrained in your head? Oh, sure. Well, obviously, I'm so excited comes uh-huh. to mind. As, mm-hmm. as an, I'm almost only want to mention it. Um, I think there was a time, I, I, that's the big one that jumps to mind. I, there was a time, like, when I was in high school and college, and I was like, guys, I know a lot about Saved by the yeah, Bell. Yeah. Like, I was real into right. <laughs> I had really, like, consumed it. I haven't watched it in, like, ten years now, so it's, it's a little bit faded, and it's not as strong so as no it was. no more excuses. Give me a line. <laughs> no, the weird thing is, I was thinking about it today, um, when I was just looking up some basic stuff about the show, 
And I didn't see anything about this character at all, but the line popped in my head, and I think it was Mr. Tuttle, whichever yeah, one was he was the like fat, one of the recurring the teachers. Fat teacher. And he wants somebody, I don't remember what the context was, but I think it was Zach probably wanted to say something in class. Oh, I th- actually, I think it must have been. Wow, I'm remembering it now. This is my the brain, it's back the to weird. You. Yeah. It was a an episode where they're training for getting their driver's licenses, and I think AC Slater is very pushy. And the line is, Mister Tuttle, I think goes. Pushy, pushy, move your tushy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, why would I, out of any line, that get that, out of my brain? I could use that space for anything else. But I think that that one line explains a lot of my personality. What interests me, and what I'm really looking forward to with watching the show, is that like, I'm, I, I can't figure out what the difference is between watchable bad TV and unwatchable bad yes, TV. That's a great. Like point. listening to your uh, episode about Full House. That I, Full House is a show, like, if it's on now, even if I'm not fucked up, I can watch, like, four or five Full Houses in a row, even when I'm not fucked up. You know, it's uh, well, there it's, are it's some... very digestible, as opposed to Family Matters. Neither of these are good shows, yes. but Family Matters is so hard to watch. Our Perfect Stranger is another one that's hard to get through. I think there are some certain shows that are just, like, candy. You just, like, can pop them in and just – it's just drone. Like, I th- and I think I talked about it with the Full House, but there's something – that's just comforting about yeah. them that it's like neither of them the, are good they're 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 just the conventions of it are set <clears throat> we know the characters are never going to do anything that they're not that they wouldn't do in another mm-hmm. episode and the plots are just silly enough i don't know there's just something that is just so comforting about it. I think Saved by the Bell will go down easy, like a full house, as opposed to like a step-by-step. Though, I have to say, so this is, we're going to be watching the final episode. I have, my prediction, my prediction is for this, I'm going to ask you for your prediction. My prediction will be not having seen this in forever, but I I know one plot point of it. Ballet. Ballet. Ballet is what I remember too, That's the one thing is that Zach is one credit shy of graduating. Which doesn't make sense. That's not not how high school works. Yeah, there aren't credits at a, I don't think at a regular high school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to take classes. But but, you can't like sneak in one more credit on the last day. But when you're like six, you have no idea. You're like, oh, wow, that's how high school works? Crazy. High school's going to be crazy. But this is my prediction is that this is the point where all the actors are a little too old for their roles because, like, Screech at this uh, point yeah. has a deeper voice. This is my guess. So it's going to be awkward when he's playing this high-pitched p- nerd. Um, Zach and, like, and uh, Mario Lopez and Mark Paul Gossler are probably going to have been, like, into working out or something. You know, something uh, where yeah. they have a little bit more of an edge to themselves. Like, I feel like it's not going to be as... Um, like goofy and fun it's going to be like older people who are like playing younger and it's a little awkward yeah plus i mean it's graduation i'm sure there's going to be like a big emotional moment oh which there isn't is there always like full house every episode there's you know the scene where the music slows down i don't know they definitely do it a lot and say by the way but i don't know they do it every i don't think it was within every episode i think there's usually some sort of moral or a lesson in general like oh he he you know, he didn't realize that he should have been friend with everybody, you know, but I don't mm. think it's as as hardcore as those other shows. The other reason I selected this episode is because I, I'm really into series finales. I'm fascinated yes. by series finales because – and we talked about this on the, when your episode of the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show. So just bear with me if you're listening to I, both. I'll have to bear with you because <laughs> honestly I was bored the last time. No, I'm just kidding. So my theory uh, – I've just – I've been thinking about it for the past day or two. And like if you look at a sitcom, this isn't so much with shows now that are more serialized. But if you look at most shows where things never change, uh, which is most old shows, like – 
and you look at them as a, the whole show is a story. Like Act One is the pilot. Act two is every other episode of the show until the finale, which is act three. Nothing ever. It's like the story of Saved by the Bell is these kids come together. That's the pilot. Then all this crazy hijinks happens. And now this this the conclusion of that story is this this one of 250 episodes. Yeah. And I think it's like it's just this odd bookend that sort of is like we're just going to pop it in at the end. We don't need like like, for instance, to prove your point like in the second to last episode they don't need to in any way even mention graduation is no. the next like there's no there's nothing and then in yeah. this one they sort of have to put a little bow on it but luckily because it's saved by the bell and it takes place in high school they have a built in yeah very they much have so. a built in graduation so no matter what they're going to be walking i'm always interested in what happens in a series finale even if it's a show i don't watch like i've never ever seen an episode of house but when the house series finale airs in a few months like i'll definitely Ooh, be yeah. really interested to see how it ends even though i've never seen an episode of it i just think it's really interesting to see like after all these years after all these episodes like where were you going with this like what's the conclusion and i don't think a bad finale can necessarily ruin a whole show like there's some controversy with that around uh, battle stars jumps to mind mm-hmm. but i just think it's really interesting to see how you know what what were you going at like what what is the story here yeah i'm i'm excited to see it um i mean i i i'm sure at, through as it goes i'm going to remember a lot of weird stuff like a yeah. lot of stuff's going to pop into my head that i that i uh never knew existed um are there any other things you'll be looking out for in this episode um I don't know. Not really, I guess. I mean, I guess the things I'm most interested in seeing are, like, how they wrap up the story. And just if the show... I guess I'm kind of interested in, like, now that I'm a little older, I have a little more perspective. I've worked in comedy a little bit. Like, trying to really get a beat on exactly why this show was so popular. Because, again, it's not good. But it's, like... Why this show and not California Dreams? California Dreams was which kind of great, which I did watch also. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it too, but it was like it was never the it level of this show. It's level. not still on; people still don't know what it is. In California Dreams was like a carbon copy of this show, so it was like there was something of a generation loss. But why is this? Why is this show so popular? And what's fascinating about this show is it's. Uh, you know, you watch it when you're a kid, but I meet people who are younger than me, and it's like they grew up with it, too. Yeah. Like, I don't even know when their show was actually on. We were talking to Jenny, who works at College Humor here, and she's seven years younger than me or something like that. Uh, she's 22, maybe. And the show wasn't on that long. Like, we shouldn't both have liked it, you know? I mean, oh, this this aired – I think this is the finale. I think it aired in 1993. I'm pretty sure that's the date. So that was – yeah, twenty years like ago. Like Jenny so. was maybe not born, maybe one or two. And I've I always I'm always curious. Like I always ask. I'm like I always ask. Every single day I check in with our <laughs> interns. Like, do you guys know what Saved by the Bell is? And it, it's really stuck around and like people even though the show was only on for so long, it's been on reruns for so long, they're like I I'm just trying to figure out why this right. show which again is obviously not very good, but there must be something to it. Yeah, I I, I think that and I mean we'll 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 watch it in a minute. But the other weird thing is like when I saw that this was the fifth episode was the graduation I was like, I assumed it was on for like 10 years. I don't know. Like, well, there's so many episodes. Here's, there's five seasons of the show. I think there's a season, maybe less, of the college years. Then there's two movies, Hawaii style and Las Vegas. And then there's – this is – I only learned this uh, while I was like reading about Say by the Bell before this. 
There are seven years of the new class. Which is unbelievable. And they changed at least three of the kids out every year. So there was never a consistent cast. But have you ever heard anyone be nostalgic for the, the new only, class? The only reference I know to it is Weasel Wiesel. Wasn't that like one of I the... I think he's one of the first year kids. And also Screech came Screech back. back. And also some of the original kids come back. Yes. But I think we should save that yeah, after, so, yeah. for the so, second half of the show. There's so, I mean, listen, But I do want to talk about we're that. Gonna, this is going to be a four-hour... Like warning you. Everybody who's listening, buckle in, because this is <laughs> the first four-hour episode of I'm, It's That episode. I'm so jealous, because you guys, in just a few seconds, you're going to be hearing about the episode. i got to wait 20 minutes to keep talking about Saved by the Bell. Yeah, so we're going to go right now. We're going to watch um, the graduation episode of Saved by the Bell. Wish us luck. Tomorrow we graduate. <laughs> Hey, what is wrong with you guys? We're finally getting out of high school, remember? You mean you won't miss Bayside? Oh. <laughs> won't you miss us? Hey, come on. Lisa, you and Jesse will be in New York. I'll pop down from Yale. We can meet every weekend, huh? I won't be there. I'll be a cow without a pal. <laughs> hey, I'll see you all tomorrow, all right? I mean, when we break out of this joint. can't believe Bayside doesn't mean more to him. Yeah, well, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> this is the first school I've stayed in for more than six months. Thanks to you guys, it's been like a home to me. And you'll always be my mom. And you'll always be my papa. You big pig. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, locker. <laughs> Goodbye, school. <laughs> decent guy. Lisa, he once got dressed and then took a shower. <laughs> he may be decent, but he's still a dorky guy. <laughs> yeah, well, if it wasn't for that dorky guy, you wouldn't be valedictorian. A quick reminder that today's sponsor is Audible.com, the leading provider of downloadable audiobooks with over 100,000 titles in virtually every genre. If you want to listen to a book, just get it through Audible.com because they have it. Uh, Audible is offering It's That Episode listeners a free audiobook along with a 30-day trial. If you go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan, and you can get this special offer. Today, I'm going to recommend a book near and dear to me, because if you're an avid listener to the podcast, you might uh, have heard me mention that I've been reading this book on the toilet since my birthday. I got the book as a birthday present uh, in February, and I just finished it uh, in July uh, last month. So uh, that took me a lot of months to read this in the bathroom. It's Total Recall, My Unbelievably True Life Story by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, come on. It's a little ridiculous, but it's the American dream story. And it's told, it's narrated by Arnold Schwarzenegger and somebody named Stephen Lang. I hope that's a Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator and they sort of just switch off. Um, But, oh no, it's read by Stephen Lang and featuring the author, author. 
that's how ridiculous Arnold is, is he's getting away with having Stephen Lang, who I hope, again, is a Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator reading his book. Um, so check that out. Go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. And let's get back to the show. All right. So we just finished uh, the series finale of Saved by the Bell. We just graduated. We just graduated. I have to say, I didn't want to say it before we got on the mic, but... Two two different times during the episode, I did get chills. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, it even, went down, it went down easy. It went down very very like it flew right by. It felt like five minutes. Yeah. Um, but I, it, the thing is, I was watching it multiple times. I was like, oh, this is terrible. But for some reason, there, yeah. there were two moments in the show. Okay, which were the two? The two moments were um, they. When they're on the steps yeah. and the lights are low and they're sort of talking about how they're going to miss Bayside, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got a couple chills there. Yeah, you know, I think I, as soon as they were on the stairs, I, that scene came right back to me. And as soon as the episode started, you asked if I remembered anything. We both said ballet. As soon as the episode started, I also remembered the valedictorian thing. As did I. Like, and about as soon in. as they were on the stairs, like, I knew every line in that scene. And I think I was, like, conscious of that scene when I was in high school. Like, it, I, I think that scene always made me – and it's kind of their last night in Bayside, and they're all realizing that. And I think that scene, like, gave me – I don't know. Like, I think that scene did stick with me as a kid. Like, it, it did well, feel... Well, it's because when you're a kid... It's when we were this... all, like, making fun of it. Then we came back here and we were like, that shit got real. We, we were tugging... Sh- I mean, yeah, it's, like, not great. But but it is... I think it's because... Of the other moment that I had chills was when, at the end, Zach sort of looks at camera and right. says, like, I did it. I graduated. And then he sort of jumps. I don't know. But I think it is, like, this was our vision of high school before we went to oh, high school. Course, I mean, yeah. this, this was our... Um, sort of reference point or mm-hmm. one of them but definitely so, yeah. so you that's how you think that it should be you know yeah. like that's how, i guess how it feels like even there was that moment where like um on the stairs screech like goes for a hug from lisa but yeah. then he goes for a handshake because he's worried and then she kisses him on the cheek and like to me that is such a elementary school vision of like ooh, he's going for a hug but he thinks that's too much, so he's going for a handshake, and then she trumps it all by kissing him. You know, like, yeah. that is, so, like, also, even if you hated somebody, you'd go in for a hug and it would be nothing. Yeah. You know, like, there's, the, a hug is nothing. Also, if you look at that, like, that's, I guess, kind of sweet, but, like, if you look at that from the perspective of Screech has had this unhealthy obsession with this girl for four years, like, it's it takes on this other tragic dimension. Um, so, basically, so just to catch you guys up who pro- who haven't watched her, if you'd... I bet from, most people know what happened yes. in that, this episode, you So, know? Basic, the basic idea is that uh, Zach is one credit shy of graduating, and for some reason he doesn't find out this until the day before, like, <laughs> yeah. two days before... Oh, shit! ...graduation. And for some reason, also, Principal Belding is in charge of, like, the dance in some way or another. Like, he's the guy who has to... F- oh, yeah, so... so he's, he's a... <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> He's a credit shy. Everybody else, um, uh, that's Lisa, Kelly, and Jesse Spano, are in a dance recital. Yeah. And that's worth a credit or a couple of credits. And it hasn't happened yet. They did answer our question of, like, how is he get- – they acknowledged that he shouldn't get credit for doing something on the last day within the show. Like, yeah. Belding's like, well, if you do this one thing. Yes. and 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 then – so a nerd pretends he is injured, and Zach takes his place as valedict uh, as sorry as uh, as the swan in Swand Pond, which is like a Swan Lake ripoff. And then the other big thing is that Jesse Spano wants to be valedictorian because we know she's so smart, but Screech gets it, 
and and he gives it to her. Yeah, that's that's kind of the B story. Yeah, but uh, though it sort of trumps it at the end, that becomes yeah. Sort of the, well then, oh God, what what like it's a our descript our outline of this episode is pretty much as good as watching because there's just not there's so little there there's that like so little. you now know every single plot point. What happens is that Jesse seeds the valedictorian speech to Screech, right? Who then in turn seeds the speech to Zach, who then comments and concludes his speech by talking about. How, you know, he has friends that would come together for him and help him out with this dance thing. And I think what was funny that we were sort of referencing while watching is like, okay, so you're not one of the main people in Saved by the Bell and you're watching this happen at graduation. I would feel like, what the hell is <laughs> yeah. going on? Like, I sort of know Zach because he's like the most popular kid in the school, but they're only making references to one group of friends. There's like zero reference to the school at large or like what we're going to do in the future or like a message that's beyond an inner – a click. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, we both took notes while we were watching, but you took a lot more notes. Literally, the only thing I wrote down was horrible people. They're horrible. <laughs> That's something I never quite picked up on before. There's, there. First of all, the show's depiction of nerds That's is so outdated. I mean, so, so they, so there's one point where. This nerd, Big Pete, who's a small guy, skinny guy, does Zach a favor and pretends he's injured, which is, of course, a big thing to do. <laughs> and then Slater gives him a Letterman jacket. I guess that's part of the deal. And he pats him on the head so insultingly he goes, thanks, nerd. Also, he gives him a Letterman jacket as if, like, that's all the nerd want. Like, this, he could never have this unless he did this favor for Slater. And Slater pulled one and got, a, got him this coveted object. I mean, I guess the show... Is twenty years old. That this, I think it said ninety three on it. Yes, it was ninety three. And like it was written by people who are twenty years older than that, where nerds really were the bottom of the food chain. But that idea that like the nerds, they're so mean to them. And the girl nerd is like the only fat person on the show. Oh, totally. I mean, <laughs> She's so insulting. It's like remember the three main girls in this are gorgeous and they're popular. There's one nerd and she's heavy. And even Jesse says, and this is how she finds, this is how it gets out. All right, they're on the stairs. Everyone's walked away. And uh, after that kiss, oh, yeah, yeah, after yeah, that yeah. kiss handshake thing, Jesse says this horrible thing about Screech. Who's, who's one of her, her best her friends. Best friends, who's elder son. She's like, what a little dork. We're good. She's like, what a, what a little dork. And and Lisa jumping to his defense is like, well, that dork gave you the valedictorian thing. But like, what a terrible thing to say about anyone, much less one of your friends. Just like so dismissively. I know. And and she at the graduation, she says, I learned two lessons last night: generosity and humility. It's like. How did it take you just this one thing to learn that this person is a human being rather yeah. than a like a piece of shit nerd? The show is kind of now that I'm like looking at it again, uh, a very unhealthy obsession with popularity and like being the cool kid and like those kids are kind of running the school and uh, it's just that's a good point. Like the I way, wonder... that, yeah, like I don't know. I was always this is going to surprise listeners. I was always something of a nerd, Ooh. and uh, and uh, you know I think. I, I was I guess I was always cool with that or whatever, but like if that show when you the way they treat the nerds like they really treat them like they shouldn't be treated nicely like it's it's funny when they're mean to them yeah it, and, and I don't think I don't know if that registered with me when I was a kid but watching it now I think that's like it's rather insulting it's really insulting and I, I'm sure that still exists to some extent but it's so weird because the nerds are such obviously stereotypes but it's even to a degree when you see them talk it's like everybody else in the show is a human yeah. and then there's something different like when i one of the things that i noticed was 
Screech, when he gets the kiss from Lisa, he sort of goes away and cries. He's like, boo-hoo-hoo. Like, he, he, no joke, purses his lip in a weird way. It's not, it's not as if the director would be like, now act sad, which right. is what direction He's you would give. weird cartoony it's, thing. It's like a cartoon. And, and I'd say you were pointing out throughout the whole thing that Screech is a bad actor, the actor, but. I was all, pointing that out a lot. He really. Continuously. He really is very bad, though. But. All the other nerds are equally as over the top. Yeah, it's not so even, maybe they're not the even playing direction. humans. They're not playing right, humans. Right, right, I mean, one of them talks like this. Yeah. Like he's a, uh, like a small he's like black a frog nerd. Boy. And he's a frog voice nerd. Like why? Why? Like why? But I think the show just presents it as like you can – if you are a nerd, like you are on the outside. And also the nerds are involved in the ballet for some reason. They're really – I guess it's just like an economy of characters thing. But uh, – I think they're just like you are either you are either having fun, you're either living your life, you're having this great high school experience, or you're one of these pathetic nerds. It's it's very and even Screech. Talk, speaking of them all being horrible people, even Screech won't stick up for uh, for his fellow nerds. I was like Screech, back one of these dudes up, man. They're just like you. Like yeah, Zach, Zach is the only thing that separates you from these people. Screech, you know, stick up for them. It's very strange. And then the other weird thing that I noticed that is, I think, I was aware of, but it's weird that A.C. Slater calls Jesse Spano mama. Mama. I, hope I, is, I, I think I, yeah. there's something that is very weird about and that. And that's very dated, too. She gets upset about it. In this, in this episode, she's like... Oh, I'll always be your mom. Like she kind no, of no, no. But then she says, "You chauvinist pig." Yeah. Like, but as but a that was term the... of endearment. Yeah, like, yeah. It's such a. I mean, I think that's interesting because I feel like probably Jesse saying stuff like that was my maybe one of my first like uh, things like brush with like uh, feminism or something. You know, because she's like like feminist like ways because she's the one who calls sure. a, a, a chauvinist pig and like stands up for women's rights but he calls her mama it's just such a weird idea i think in saved by the bell's defense she's usually very upset by that yeah but it, but he still gets away with it and they still date but in this episode this final episode she's like begrudgingly accepting it i mean i'm just in I, saved know, by I'm the bell's defense. Saying, I'm not even <laughs> saying like I'm just saying that's even weird that that was a choice. Like that, that she he doesn't call her like cutie or sweet. Like there's something just weird about. Well, it's Mama. dated. It's dated in that way. Uh, here's something weird I'd like to bring up. Yeah. At the end, Zach, while he's giving his speech about the school and all the things he's oh, he's like says something about like I've made many great friends, many great girlfriends. Oh, 86 of them. He says 86. He says 86 girlfriends. And I mean no matter what, that means that he's like at least gotten a second or third base with that. Yeah, I, mean, like, I don't you know, exactly like, know how he's yeah. defining that. I assume sex, but uh, Yeah, I know. I mean like in our reality, like a real high school, that would mean like he's had sex with maybe like half of the, I don't know. Well, it's it's interesting cuz you talk about how Jesse's one of the this early, you know, one of the first feminists you're exposed to that show taught us kind of what to expect from high school or it was, you know, it didn't actually teach us what to expect from high school. It made us expect certain things from high school. You're watching it's like very developmental era. I certainly think Kelly Kapowski like awoke something within me when I was watching the show yeah. when I was like 11 years old. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, that the 
I forgot about, where I was going. About, uh, I started thinking about Kelly again. <laughs> you just got so you're like, Kelly's <laughs> I can't think about anything else. Oh, that, that's also like what you think about relationships is what I was going to say. Oh, like, yeah. you don't really know how dating's going to work. I still don't really know how dating's supposed to work. But like when you're a kid, you're just like, I don't know, the way Zach moves through relationships. 86 is an absurd number. And it like was Will chosen. Cha it's Will Chamberlain. It's and it was like chosen by four years. Do the math. And it was like chosen by an adult. Like kids don't write the show. Like there was an adult and they were like, how many women should Zach have hooked uh, up? Uh, make it 86. <laughs> that seems... I mean, he's like a, a gigolo. He's like a male slut. That like is... 86, that means four years. That's like 20-something tw uh, a year that he's had relations with. One element I really enjoyed from the show, uh, watching it now, and I think maybe the reason I always liked it wasn't the comedy. Like, I don't think, even as a kid, I was ever... And I, I, laugh. Some of the jokes were non-jokes. Yeah, were there's like parts where the audience laughs. Like one of the nerds comes out and gets his diploma and he's just like kind of walking goofy, but not that silly. And like the audience is giggling already. Yeah, and then there's the part where he gives uh, 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 Principal Belding gives Kelly a tissue because she's crying and she just cries into it and there's laughter. Yeah. Like, that's, I, don't know, that's not, <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke. Also, that one's like obviously not shot on this. Well, I guess there was probably an audience there, theoretically. I don't know. I don't know. But um, so one element I liked was just kind of like Ferris Bueller, the idea that these guys are like the kings of the school. And I thought there was a pretty fun scene which was not funny at all, but it is a fun scene when Zach convinces Belding to yes. let him do this ballet thing for one credit. Because Zach, kind of like Inception, he doesn't just walk in and say to Mr. Belding, hey, I heard that now that there's – what if I did this? Zach prearranges that he's in Belding's office. He opens with like – uh, Mr. Belding, I'm starting to look at summer school courses, and Mr. Belding's like, Zach, I really appreciate your, at appreciate your attitude. Zach has already set this thing in motion where the nerd comes in. He says he was injured, and then Zach gets into uh, – Zach starts – he doesn't suggest. He doesn't outright suggest that he should do it. Belding just is Belding, like – He makes Belding They're commiserating realize. together. Yeah, he's like, oh, what are we going to do? And then, and then when Belding says, well, <gasps> I have an idea. Why don't you do it? He goes, no, I couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, Zach, you know, like, Zach makes Belding think it's his idea. And it's a really like a devious little thing. And I think that's maybe an element of the show I liked. It's like I think, watching Zach and watching the kids outsmart the adults. I think it is that Zach is a slick motherfucker. I yeah. mean, like, he, it is like he is a cool character. Yeah. Like, you want, I mean, guys want to be him. Women want to be with him. You know yeah, it's true. And I, one thing that I actually liked about it was that he talked to the camera at the end. When yeah. He said, I mean, because I think that's something that was in the early Saved by the Bells. And, and then, then it, and they, I think it came back every once in a while. He'd do the freezes every once in a while and stuff. But he looks at the camera, and it, it could make sense that he's saying it to the, the people in the... No, it's, uh, it's to you. It's straight to the camera. And I immediately thought of, when I saw that, the very first episode of traditional say, but, but not after Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Right, where the, but where when the he poster comes down. He has the poster of Kelly Kapowski in the volleyball outfit and everything, and it's like, welcome to my... This is like, it's the first yeah. day of high school. And I thought that this actually, not that this was like a perfect ending to it, but it had this little like nod Bookend, to it. totally. Yeah. Uh, I think that was probably an element of the show, like when they were pitching it or something, and they were like, and Zach, you know, he talks to the camera, like Woody Allen and Annie Hall. They probably compared it to Annie Hall. Yes. And uh, in 1979, it won the Academy Award. <laughs> Kids will love it. But, you know, like some, I'm sure they were like, I'm sure they had something sure, they were basing sure. that on. And uh, not that they were ripping it off, but, you know. And they then ripped, eventually. They, they were calling you out. You're ripped off. <laughs> and they were just. 
they eventually just phased it out. It wasn't the most interesting element of the show. And I do like that they like gave you a little nod to it at the end. Well, I think um, that's what's interesting about I, there. I think Chuck Klosterman wrote an, uh, sure a did. thing about Saved by the Bell, and I think that's what's sort of interesting about the show is that like. Things did fade in and out. I think what he talked about in that article is it's like Tory. that Tory, like Tory, showed up for what a season or half a season or something. She became this biker chick that took over for Kelly when she left to do. I think the it maybe it was not a two and a half. Kelly and Jesse both left at the same time. I okay, believe. and right. they were like both replaced by Tory. I've kind of looked into this. I'm not an expert. So you should double check me about this if you actually care. I won't. But uh, <laughs> talk to the audience. But uh, on Wikipedia. I read about this, and there's, like, no way to know this at the time. Even if the internet was around, I'm not sure I'd have been savvy enough to look at it because I was a kid or whatever. But there was something where the actresses left after shooting half the season, and then they decided to do another half of the season with Tori instead of them. But they alternated episodes when originally airing them. They alternated between Tori that's and so Jesse with no explanation. That is so But it weird. didn't matter at all. Like, And that's what I'm saying about Saved by the Bell just, like, always kind of being on, like, I don't remember it ever ending or beginning. It, it was just like it was just, it was just a, a, it's always been with us. Well, you even said before we watched this, uh, before we sat down to watch that that this you think aired five weeks after this. The- I know because I looked up what episode this was yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was when we were talking about this. So I was looking at the episode, the Wikipedia list of the Saved by the Bell episodes. First of all, the second to last episode, which you kind of mentioned didn't have to reference the graduation, the second to last episode actually is kind of a, a special one. The clip show. It's uh, yeah, it's the time capsule that, one. That let's can we talk about that for one? Definitely, minute? we can talk about we can talk about Saved by the Bell all night. <laughs> I don't need to ask. This is my show. No, so but uh, wait, what were we talking about right before this? That uh, let's finish that, that the point. five months. So we'll get back to the time capsule. So this time capsule, which we'll get back to, episode aired, and then this episode, this actual finale, didn't air until May. And then when I was looking to see if the graduation episode was on YouTube, I saw a commercial from NBC promoting the airing of the graduation along with the premiere of the college years. So I think what I'm inferring that they did was they had this one episode. They held it for five months because no one had any idea when the show was on anyway. And to pair it, this event finale with to launch the college but years. The weird thing is that's so weird is – so I did – I remember watching some of the college years like giving it of a course, chance. Not yeah. as good. But – the other weird thing is... I wonder is what in, they messed up with that. In, oh, we should have watched I'm that. I'm sure so much. We should have watched... If I come back for another one of these, I want to watch College Years. We'll come back for the one-year anniversary of this episode okay. and watch that. And, um, but it, uh, the weird thing is, with like you're saying, with alternating the episodes between like Tori and them or whatever... They did college years, but then they had the like wedding special, which is not even like in the world of the college I years. I think and wedding that, that, was specials. That two years after, I think college canceled, and then wedding specials, like a TV movie, to kind of put a bow on the whole thing. But I, I like put a bow on it. Use that earlier. I like I, that. No, thank you. We we're talking about series finales and stuff. But I think that that's what's amazing about the show is like anything. Like if they came back today and did one episode, and they were all like. It would be fine. Like, everybody yeah. would be fine with it. Um, let's talk about that. I love that okay, time, time. Ca- Well, the Time Capsule episode is great because... Pretty it, high concept. It's high concept. So the idea of that one is it's in the future. I believe Belding has a mustache. And I and it's a new class of characters. Not Saved by the Bell, not, the new class. Not Saved by the Bell, the new class. But it has all of the same character types. Totally. As It's basically like the prototype 
for Saved by the Bell. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. the nerdy character. There's the slick character. They have all those characters. Yeah. And they even say, like, I remember Belding saying, like, yep, he was sort of like you or something like that. It's so funny when they come in, though, because it's still Belding's office set. It's not like Blade Runner where there's, like, flying cars. or It's like the exact same set. And, like, six just new kids come in. And he's like, Roddy, Sarah, what are you guys yeah. doing here? And then they, they, they go on to show – he shows a video of them. They've created this yearbook video. Where they it's a time cap- they've unearthed the time capsule from the er- from the era and and the, so e- each one of the characters like Screech gives advice you know he's like well I learned that you should be like this or or AC was like I moved around a lot when I was a kid and this was the first time and I made friends and then they show clips from the sh- from all the years of the show I, which is so genius and weird and makes no sense I almost wish that that was the series finale wouldn't that be like a really weird series finale kind of like. Weird. Um, Six Feet Under. The only time anyone's ever compared this to Six Feet this Under. This is like, exactly like, like Six Feet Under. But, you know, like, under. seeing the future and, like, talk... Like well, you, by you the fly- way, that... The Six Feet Under finale, best finale ever. I right. Mean, that is unbelievable. So it's like... But it's the same... It's the exact same thing. Dollhouse does this, too, where you flash forward to the future and, like, see where all right. this... Six Feet... What do Six Feet Under, Dollhouse, and Saved by the Bell have in common? <laughs> Weird ending for this is the future. <laughs> Karnak. Karnak. I had to explain it because you guys didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I, I ripped that envelope and I blew in like Johnny really Carson did. And the reason we know that reference is from The Simpsons, not from... Yeah, actually, no, I've never actually watched Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. So um, there was another another Saved by the Bell clip show. Can we just talk about other Saved by the Bell? We can talk about whatever Great. the hell we want. Math, man. So <laughs> Saved by the Bell, um, I, while Googling this... I found a clip. I would never have watched this whole episode, but there was a new class episode, which is towards yes, the end of the great. new class. I, I think I looked for Saved by the Bell finale, and I, I got the Saved by the Bell new class finale. It was the only thing on YouTube. And uh, it's the new class, which, by the way, did we say was on for seven years? Yes, we did, which okay. is unbelievable. I just, I just really want to drill that in. unbelievable. And uh, so, Saved by the Bell, so it's a new class, and one of the kids, who cares which, burned down the max. And the max is all – this is not like Belding's thing where it's exactly the same. It's like they tore it down. It's like, you know – and all the kids are reminiscing about all the good times they had at the max. And then Screech, who was on the new class for most of the run as the oh, assistant principal. so painful. So sad. I really get sad whenever I see him on camera. Uh, he uh, he is reminiscent. Here's what's kind of weird about it. He reminisces – and I think Belding does too – about their time with the original series, not with these kids. So Screech is flashing back to young Screech, and it's really weird because he's like, they flash back to him being like a prepubescent little kid and like the one where uh, their ankles are broken and him and Lisa do the dance contest. Oh, they do the, they do the break right. or whatever the dance is called. And, uh, it, but he's, and then like it, the other kids are flashing back to like things they shot like a few months ago. Screech is flashing back to his actual childhood. It would be unbelievable if they showed another character from the new class <laughs> flashing back to Screech as a kid and flashing back to like Zach being like, oh, remember when I saw that? So then in this episode, towards the end of the episode, Mario Lopez enters. Crowd, woo! They go it absolutely nuts. Yeah, I've seen and, this recently And then as well. he reminisces about some of the stuff he did there. And I'm like, who is this for? You know, did anyone watch all 11 years of Saved by the Bell and Saved by the Bell, the new class? And the answer is yes, people have. The other time that they had the classic characters on the new class, and I think this, if you were to draw a timeline of everything in Zack's life in Saved by the Bell canon, this is like... The last time we ever get to see Zach. Yes. This is post him getting married to Kelly in the movie. uh, And Bayside is being shut down. 
by someone. It's I think the which funny, is an unbelievable. It's just like an '80s movie idea. Like the big the big things could be shut down unless we do one big thing. Also, I hadn't even thought about this, but the other one is about someone wants to destroy the Max to build a parking lot, and that's why Slater comes back. This one, someone wants to destroy Bayside, so Lisa comes back. Then Slater comes back. One at a time, like seemingly having not coordinated. I think it's into the gym during a dance. And so Lisa comes in. She's like, she's still shopping. She makes a credit card joke. Then uh, (laughs) she's shopping. Then Slater comes in, flashes those dimples. He crowd goes nuts. He makes a joke. Uh, And then and then there's like a little more scene like it's over. And then they pull out the big gun. Zach comes in. And it's funny because, like, the crowd, you know, you got a woo for Lisa, and then it's a little bigger for Slater, and then just complete pandemonium when Zach enters the room. Like, they just don't know what to do with themselves. It's, it, I, I think that that speaks volumes about that character. I mean, that he was the prototypical, like, he's like the equivalent to Bart Simpson. Like, when, yeah. at the height, you know, like, he was the guy. And I got to say, watching it, it's... Uh, I'm not surprised in retrospect that he's had the most successful acting career, I think, of the six. Most of them are still around. Well, Mario Lopez is definitely... Yeah, you, Mario Lopez still does, works. Tiffany like Amber Thiessen still works. You even see Elizabeth Berkley here and there. Lark Voorhees had a talk show, maybe? Well, I don't like, know. I get the sense she's not destitute, yeah. unlike, say, Screech. Ugh. But um, yeah, he, but uh, Mark Paul Gossler, I thought, I was pretty impressed. Like, he... He, he was um, good, and I followed him I followed him to the theater when... when uh, I always said this to you during the show, but when Dead Man on Campus came out, I I watched it. I've also seen Dead Man on Campus. I will stick by it. When I saw it, I thought it was really funny. Uh, I also – Because I like dark comedies and that was dark. I liked it a lot upon initially seeing it. I didn't see it in theaters, but I don't think I saw it long after it was on video. And I did like it. But then I actually saw it a few years later and didn't like it as much. And I have to say, when they did – I don't know if you saw this, but on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, they brought back Paul Gosselin as Zach. And I thought that that was – First of all, obviously a cool idea that the show thought right. of it. But that Mark Paul Gossler would dress up as Zach He Morris was such a good sport about he it. He just did it straight up. Like, yeah. You know, like and there's just, lots of references. There's lots of, like, really specific references to save it. Like, he has the big cell phone. But there's also specific references. Like, I think he references the giant Kelly Kapowski poster that we had. Right, we had right. our, so there's a lot of – and it's a long bit. And he does his hair like Zach. And uh, I thought, like, it's really funny. And all I think everyone but Screech came back and appeared on Fallon. I don't think all at once because he was doing that for a while. I think one person said they wouldn't, and that put an end to it. I think it was Screech. Screech. Was it? Which is so – But of course it's Screech. Screech just uh, – we kind of referenced this a few times now. Like, I don't know. I don't, like, really follow – like, I try not to, like, pay – pry into celebrities' private lives or anything, but, like, I do. Screech just has, like, a lot of really sad uh, post-Save-by-the-Bell um, projects. In the behind-the-E e- True Hollywood story of Save-by-the-Bell, there's a lot of talk about how Screech is sad. And, you know, it's sad watching the show, because he's a few years younger than them, and they talk about this in the E True Hollywood story. Like, they were all really good friends, but Screech, just like in... Just like... Well, uh, what's his name? Dustin Diamond, just like Screech, was kind of a social outcast amongst the cast. And, you know, he was just doing that forever. Like, that's his childhood, you know? And yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think it is sad in general that, I mean, this is changing a little bit to the, a darker thing. But, like, I, I recently watched this documentary on Netflix called um, Hollywood Complex, and it's all about ch- child actors. The whole concept of it is super sad. Mm-hmm. And to be, he got, like, sucked into a wormhole where he was on Saved by the Bell for, so let's say, he was on from the Miss Bliss days, so that was yeah. like, and then seven more years after that, so that's like, got to be at least 
like 12 years of his life or something. Yeah. That's what he's known for. And then to not. But not it. just any 12 years. It's also like, I don't know, 10 to 22. Like when the only time in your life you'd ever learn your, you know, where you learn what you're good at and what you yeah, to do. And you learn how to be a human being right, right. too. And that. But the others cast members seem to have come out okay. I, I think that maybe like being ostracized amongst the cast, like probably. Hey, man. He, he he aired all that shit out on behind the bell. He yeah. He also wrote, he a, wrote book, a book which I didn't read, but the AV Club very thankfully yes. so, like they wrote the article. It was like so you could know it was in the book without actually having to read it. Like kind of gave the highlights, and so again I didn't read and the book. I think the highlights are the low lights because I read it as well. It's and it, it's all... it's really sad and like he's just like mean and vile, and he's like he's talking about how he gets more pussy and like, uh, like but like that's him talking. Like he's yeah. really vulgar. He made a porno. And Saved by the smell. Isn't that what it's called? I thought that you were kidding when you said that's what it's called. <laughs> I, 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 it feels like I'm kidding, but I'm pretty sure it's called Saved by the Smell. So we, downlo- we downloaded the porno. I guess I shouldn't say we downloaded it, but I want you to know I didn't pay for it. And uh, he... And we, 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 me, when you say we, it wasn't me because I don't want no, no. <laughs> to watch this. It was me and some of my coworkers. I won't name names, but uh, Sarah. And we, <laughs> and we didn't watch the whole thing, but it was all from like his POV. And it was like kind of clearly not. I'm, I won't talk about this too much. It was clearly not him. Like he has some voiceovers. He's not even in the porno starring him, which is sadder than if he was in the porno. Like it's a level deeper than it's that. It's all really sad. Well, I said this to you while we we're watching, but the one, I don't have a story about him, but somebody who I know in LA said that they went to a party and like a just a sort of backyard party and somebody had hired him to do stand up and like just at a party just not yeah, even not even like a big party, just like people barbecuing, and he they probably paid him very little. Like that, oh, there was a just thing where he was a... selling T-shirts once, and these things just bubble up. And I love Saved by the Bell, so uh, I'm always, you know, so I always notice it. And anyway, Dustin, I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry. Yeah, we like you. We I want... love, I love. I mean, like I said, I was a nerd growing up. Screech was this. Was the, I think the reason it makes me so sad is because. Uh, believe it or not, when I was growing up, I didn't identify with Slater. (laughs) Screech was like, if I was in Bayside, I'd be Screech. If I was lucky, hopefully, like, Slater's not fucking putting me in lockers and patting me on the head condescendingly. So on you a nerd. So I love Screech, and he was, like, uh, one of my favorite characters growing up, which is... I I, I have to wonder, like, the one thing that I'd like to see going back is, like, when did it become... Because when he was really young, like, in the Miss Bliss years, he was just playing himself. He didn't do a voice. Yeah. When it broke into this fake nerd, because I think that that's... I don't know if it's like the Family Matters, uh, you know, leaked into it, but but this where it becomes not real at all, yeah. and it becomes this other. But even Jaleel White, who has kind of made a, he's making something of like a Neil Patrick Harris comeback. Jaleel, really? Wow. I think so. Like here and there. Did you see that CeeLo video he's in? No, I he's seen. in a CeeLo video. And CeeLo's not in his video, or he's in it very little. See, no, I didn't. <laughs> and, uh, okay. he, uh, he's, and it's like all, he's all singing and lips, he's dancing and lip singing the song, and he's like super charming. He's like really good in it. Hey, man, Stefan Urkel was as charming. Well, that's charming what I'm saying. Guy. Like, even Jaleel White as Urkel, which is probably the poster boy for like certainly nerdy characters who get run too far into the ground, seems to be conscious of that. I think that's why, I think maybe you talked about this on this uh, yeah, video podcast. Yeah, I did. I think this was very insightful that like, 
Julio, you know, he probably just got sick of playing Urkel and was like, can we mix it up? Can I do this Urkel thing? And I'm not saying Urkel was like, uh, he's not Peter Sellers or anything, right. but he tried to mix it up a little bit, and you don't he's, see that with Screech. He's not Peter Sellers. He's better than Peter <laughs> Sellers. He is the, the, 20, the 21st century. Like, Julio White probably is going to be type. He's going to, like, Urkel will be on his tombstone, uh, which isn't the worst thing, you well, know. he made it. He wrote a, in the contract that <laughs> Urkel will be on your tombstone. But he, I think you can see that Julio White could do other things. Things. Dustin Diamond, again, I say this with nothing but love in my heart because I grew up with Screech as one of my favorite characters, he, but, but, can but, barely do the thing he's known for. He said, Jeff said that, but he's crossing his fingers <laughs> and giving, and also give, flipping the bird towards But I'm crossing both my fingers, so it's like a double, it's a double crossing out, and I actually do mean it. Um, cool. I think, it, it, my one other question is, do you have any, um, experience, like, when we watch it, do you have... I, like, my one memory, or beyond just watching the episode, is I remember, like, a friend of mine wrote a letter to Kelly Kapowski, to Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and got an autograph oh, back from wow. her. And we just thought that that was, like, the... Like, in my mind, that was, like, the coolest. If you did that now and you got an autograph from Tiffany Amber Thiessen, I think that was really cool. Um, do you have, like, any m- vivid memories of your childhood that are linked to Saved by the Bell? Oh, that's an interesting question. I do remember coming home and watching it, like, every single day. Uh, I remember the, probably the saddest thing. I was really in a save by the bubble. Everyone like across yeah. it's, it crosses lines, you know. And uh, I do remember though that I had. Uh, a book about Saved by the Bell. Not a book about Saved by the Bell. It was like a novelization, like a hundred-page story about, like, I don't know, Jesse taking a driver's exam or something. Uh, a book in the Saved by the Bell universe. That is amazing. Yeah, I guess my parents were just like, well, it's reading. It's, it's, so, it's, well, it's it, sort of reading. It's a book. That's the, like, you know, as long as it's a book, uh, which is probably, I don't remember anything about it, but, like, I bet probably the got, worst book ever. I bet if you got that book now, you could read it while taking one shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that it's, like, the easiest reading you could possibly have. Yeah. But, you know, in conclusion, I thought the show held up. It was it yes. went down easy. I thought the kids were all pretty good, ex- again, except Screech. But I know, you know the second worst is his building. He's terrible, yeah, too. Yeah, he's terrible. I'd say I, what I thought was fun to watch – a lot of the jokes were just duds or not jokes. Like, yeah. there was just a little bit of, like, awkwardness. But, again, it was just, like, it literally felt like we watched it for five minutes. It yeah. was so, it <laughs> it was so, so quickly. quickly. But I think the reason – what I've learned from watching it, from revisiting it, uh, is that the re- I think a large reason I was so into it and maybe everyone was so into it wasn't the comedy. It's not that it was funny. No, it was, I like, the kids so. were cool and you wanted to hang out and you wanted to, like – you know, I think it's all, that yeah, could, I think it's could all, be your life. And that was coming, too. Like, you were going to be in high and school. And I think even, like, you were saying with Lisa, you mentioned, like, the credit card thing. Like, even that, like, you can shop. Like, money is yeah. a thing. Like, you know, the, that there's this element of stuff that you're aware of but don't quite right, right, get right. yet. You're not a part of it yet, and you just want to be a part of that. Yeah, totally. It was fun. Uh, thank you thank you for having me. This was great. Yeah, I appreciate you talking to me about it. And um, we'll, we're going to turn it off now and probably talk amongst ourselves about it for Yeah, like, I've been talking about Saved by the Bell all day, and it'll probably keep going. Um, thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks, Greg. All right. Wow, that was a fun one, wasn't it? A blast from the past. Uh, not the movie starring Brendan Fraser, but uh, the podcast. 
And uh, I thank you for listening. I'm going to go back in time right now and thank Jeff Rubin for uh, coming uh, onto the show uh, way back when. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at Craig Rowan. Uh, you can uh, check out It's That Episode on Facebook. And uh, you can listen whenever you want, wherever you want, however you want, when, why, ever will you want, whatever you want. Uh, so thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a great night and an early mañana. Adios. Amigos. Yeah.